So in what has been maybe the longest send-off in the history of womankind, the final episode of Gem Girls podcast is finally here. At long last, the Lord of Eyeballs' mission is finally complete, his seed has been spread, and the souls of Gembryos and orphans will soon be harvested. They certainly will. It's that time of year. It's that time of year, baby. Yeah. Do you think they grow on trees or do you think they like... I think they're a crop. You know what I mean? They're a field crop. Yeah. Like underground, kind of like roots. You pull them out by the hair or something. Yeah. Or maybe they grow kind of like corn stalks. Mm, Okay. Like wrapped up in a little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just also, I, I feel like it's important to have a field of orphans also be very creepy. You know what I mean? Like, cornstalk fields are creepy. Yeah, like the children of the corn. Exactly. Children, corn, they go together. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, we must point out that the John Chu-directed live-action gem movie was not the Lord's will, nor was Certainly it his not. plan. That was strictly a bastardization of the word of the Lord, And rest assured, after recording this episode, we will make it our mission to scour the four corners of this very universe for all DVD and Blu-ray copies of that train wreck and burn them all. (laughs) I like how you said this very universe. Like, this one. (laughs) We're not going to do it anywhere else, but this very universe, this shit's going down. Listen, I do not have the means for interdimensional travel yet. But exactly, yet. mark my words, one day I will. And I will burn all the copies there, too. Uh, I believe it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that confidence. <laughs> now that I've gotten that out of my system, welcome back. I'm Hakuna Matitis, the girl whose milkshake brings all the gembryos to the yard. <laughs> and that is true. Uh, and I'm Orifice Jones, the bitch who puts the fear in Gemisphere. <laughs> And today we are talking about the appropriately low-budget Gem in the Holograms fan movie from 2018 called Truly Outrageous, colon, a gem fan film. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta say the colon, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, colon Powell. Colon rep- <laughs> col- oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta be there, Colin Powell. Uh, anyways, this movie was produced by Chickbait, a self-described YouTube channel uh, or... A self-described YouTube geek comedy channel and production company made by women with bite. Wow. Um, yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, it was, the movie specifically was written and directed by Charlie Feldman, uh, a writer and producer allegedly known for her work on the Hair and the Spy cartoon <laughs> and the Owl House. I only say allegedly because I don't know either of these Yeah, things. I don't know that. But she will be <laughs> a producer on the upcoming X-Men 97 cartoon show, which is actually very, very cool. Uh, good for Charlie Feldman. Yeah, not? good for you. I still don't know what that is, but carry on. I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> and it really, really hurts. Um, anyways, the fact that she does have a solid background in children's cartoons is probably why she understood how to make a live-action version of Gem that embraced the original's cartoon-ish, uh, cartoon-e absurdity. Uh, John Chu did not necessarily do a good job with that. No. Uh that being, I kind of, I really do feel like the studio stepped in on that one. I think John Chu wanted to make a good movie, but he really got fucked over with it. That's my two cents. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this fan film, which is truly far superior, uh, stars a bunch of people, uh, but the only one we really want to highlight is John Phillips, who is perfectly cast as the fellow double first name having dude, Eric Raymond. <laughs> 
According- John Phillips, Eric Raven. It just works, you know? <laughs> it just works so well. Uh, so according to the people who made the fan film, uh, this is from their Kickstarter page, it's 1988, Gem and the Holograms are at the peak of their career when old enemies and even older secrets come back to try and bring them down. Uh, and with that, let's get into it. Let's do, actually, I, I would actually like to start with the original original of this. Like, I don't know, maybe just original concept because it's they originally made a Gem reacts to the... Uh, the trailer of the actual movie. Yes. Uh, and did you watch it? I did watch it. It was oh, okay. funny. How did you like it? It was funny. It was funny. It was even more low budge than this fan film, which is kind of saying something, but good for them for making it regardless. Yeah, they were serving and... some like party city shake and go wigs. Exactly, exactly. They really were. Uh, <laughs> but they did come for the live action movie in a very real way. And did point out how everyone who grew up with Jem is in, like, their 30s and doesn't want some teenage girl nonsense. And little girls who you think would watch this movie can just watch, like, actual YouTube. Right. Right. Or Hannah Montana, as someone had pointed out. Which, like, this movie ended up reading, like, a low-budget rip-off of Hannah Montana, which is... Right, right, right. Not what it is. Exactly, exactly. I also like how they described Jem. I think Shayna is explaining this. And Shayna in um, in both of these is very good. I like I, I like the actress. Uh, but in the um, the Jem Reacts video, she points out, uh, like, why do they make a bunch of grown-ass women little girls? Which is true. Uh, and then she also describes Jem. She's like, Jem isn't... I mean, not to reuse the Hannah Montana thing, but whatever. She's like, Jim isn't like a Hannah Montana ripoff. She's Iron Man mixed with Oprah riding a unicorn who's acting like she's Katy Perry. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I also enjoyed how Eric Raymond in the video was like, yeah, in the 80s, I had a Coke problem. It's like, yeah, right. like exactly, you know, exactly, that's exactly, exactly who Eric is, right? So it's just funny that the... Hollywood movie just completely whitewashed that. Like, all of it. Every aspect of it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and, yeah, just, I don't know, missed the point. As the song is literally called. They have that song, totally missed the point. Yes. Um, so, yeah, one thing that the show does, this fan movie did really well was write original songs very much in the spirit of gem songs like gem would totally do this um so we open to the the opening scene of the fan movie is the song more to the story did you know honestly dude that's been stuck in my head And, um, yeah, it's like, a, it's a fairly decent song, and Gem and the gang all have their outrageous 80s looks. It's appropriately appropriately cheesy and self-aware in its cheesiness. Exactly, exactly, which is very important. Yeah, and, yeah, I could, I could see Gem singing this on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very, like, the song was very Gemmy. It was a very Gem song. Uh, I thought the casting in this movie overall was also very good. Like, everyone played their parts pretty well. Uh, yeah. aside from Rhea, I, I feel like Rhea was like, 
as she is in the cartoon, kind of a shoo-in character. They didn't have a lot of ideas what to do with. Yeah, but she had a little bit more sass than Rhea does in the show. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But they're like two different characters, also. Like they're not the same yeah. person. Yeah, I mean, what was Rhea's character even? Ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. She said uh, pack of jackals one time, and that was she good, did call him pack of jack, you know. But <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that and she plays the drums, right? Which they already had a drummer beforehand. So right, right, I forget right. why she's here now. Anyway. Um, anyway, actually, before before we move on, I just got to get this out of my system because I won't be able to bring it up in any even semi-organic way in the future. <laughs> uh, I finally remembered the little tidbit about Mary Screenez that I heard on another podcast. Okay. So Mary Screenez, known for writing some of truly the worst episodes of Gem in her screen. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it. It's true. It's why we have the phrase, Mary, get off my screen as. Uh, right. It's, yeah, it's based on Mary screen as. Uh, what else is based on Mary screen as is a character from the comic book Howard the Duck. Uh, Howard the Duck was created by Steve Gerber, who apparently was, like, dating and often collaborated with Mary screen as. Uh, and they collaborated on, on some Marvel characters, but apparently were also dating. Uh, and he based um, the character of Beverly, I want to say her name is, or a character, Beverly Switzler is the character's name. And in Howard the Duck, uh, there's like the character Beverly, and he call, he, the character Howard the Duck always calls her Bev. And apparently this is described from people who are on another podcast that I listened to, that she is a character who's aggressively denied and has no interest in having any agency, uh, <laughs> and is someone for Howard, the main character, to love and resent, uh, oh. reflecting what the feeling, the feelings towards women that the creator Steve Gerber had, who Mary Screen has was apparently kind of dating. Oh, oh wow. Okay, let's juicy. Now my question to that is did they pronounce Mary like did they pronounce Screen as the way that we do? They or- did. They did. Okay. Yeah, that was also amazing to hear. Uh it was great to hear on my audio screen as. You know what I mean? When I was, <laughs> when, I was listening, when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, "Wow, this is so many things colliding into one." You should have left them a message and been like, you know, you can say, like, she contributed this shitty thing, so you can say, Mary, get off my screen as, or whatever. Right, 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 right. Honestly, I'm going to bring, so the (laughs) the people who brought it up were guest stars on another podcast that I listened to, so they have a podcast about Howard the Duck, so I'll give the shot, I think it's called A Podcast Most Foul, but foul like it's a bird, and they talk about Howard the Duck. Uh, wow, that sounds like something even fewer people listen to than our podcast. <laughs> you might not be wrong, but they did guest star. They did guest star on what is a very popular podcast, which Fair. is Jay and Miles explain the X Men, and I feel like a lot of people listen to that. True. Um, well, you don't know any of these. Do you even know how Howard the Duck is? No. Yeah, Howard the Duck is like a little bit of a deep cut. Yeah, it sounds like it. Anyway, uh, there was a movie though. There was a movie. I'm sure there was. It's actually <laughs> there was a crazy. movie of Gem, and that means nothing in the context that is of listeners. Very true. Very true. Very. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to the gem at hand, which is the gem fan film. Uh, 
So, yeah, they play the song, more of the story, and then we get, like, you know, some, like, character beats, everyone kind of chit-chatting. Tony Jules is there. Tony Jules, thank God. I mean, he didn't get exactly. much, but I appreciated that he was there, you know? I needed it. Yeah, I needed the Tony Jules representation, you know what I mean? And he, him and Shayna even share, like, a couple of shitty, like, joke puns. Right. Um... Yeah, Lindsay Pierce, I think, was in the mix for a second. Then we have some Channel 82 woman reporter talking about how, like, Gem and the Holograms are here and they're putting on a show to raise money for foster homes and blah, 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 don't care, basically. Yeah, yeah. She literally says blah, blah, blah. It's actually quite funny. The actress who plays the reporter and later the Baroness, which we'll get into, she was good. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated how, like, this whole... You know, I'm through. I'm a throw benefit concert for like da 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 da. Like you know, as we often make fun of, because really, who gives a shit? Exactly, exactly. I also like the presence and reference to drag queens because the reporter's like sign off is talking about the orphans, and she's like, and they'll certainly make excellent drag queens. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, I guess if Jem weren't murdering the orphans, they would grow up to be drag queens. <laughs> Exactly. Or, like, giving them off to, like, you know, deranged men. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And there also is, um, there's a queen doing Jem's makeup, like, right after the music video as well. Yes. So, we cut to Eric Raymond, who's in his office, and this guy comes in, and he's like, oh my god, are you my dealer? (laughs) That was pretty good, yeah. Which was excellent. And this guy who comes in, his name is Kevin, and he's, like, wearing a Russian hat, with, like, an American yeah, flag on it. And he's like, oh, I am American. And, like, a very thick, well, fake Russian accent. Um, and, yeah, I love this, like, evil commie masquerading as a, an American patriot thing. Because that is a huge part of Jem. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And um, uh, he's also, like, very obvious about it. So, like, they're in on the joke of how the, Kevin is his name is very, very obviously Russian. Uh but he points Eric towards, who's played by, what's his name, Phillips. Yeah, uh, John Phillips or something. John Phillips. We literally have it written down. <laughs> uh, John Phillips. John Phillips, yeah. Uh, he re- he lets Eric in on Emmett Benton's, like, secret works and, like, tosses him a file of some sorts. Uh, and then we go to a jailhouse and the misfits are there and yep. we get the song Big Time. Yeah. One, I like the song. Two, I like the misfits in this in general. And three, I liked how it was kind of like a fake out because you thought they were actually in jail, but yes. they were just playing the jail for some reason. Right. They were playing the jail. And I really like the scene because Stormer comes out the gate basically saying she's a lesbian. True. Exactly. That was, you know, confirmed. We needed to have the, the confirmed status. Right, and her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend or whatever is Kimber. Right, right, also very important. And then there's this, like, creepy older woman in the prison who's like, so, do you like older women then? And that was fun. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She comes onto Stormer all creepily. How did you like the woman who played Pizzazz? Um, I thought she was good. I have yeah, no, I, no I thought she was really good. I really, I really liked her. Yeah, I thought, I thought she was she, convincing. Yeah, I thought she was convincing and understood the, like, manic unhingedness of Pizzazz. Yeah, she was much better than Kesha. Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't cream my jeans a little bit in that part of the movie when I saw it in theaters. When I was like, Kesha is on my screen as, as Pizzazz, I kind of lost it. Yeah, but it just wasn't, it didn't work out. It was pretty bad, I know. Um, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. At that point, you just watched so much bullshit that you're probably, like, desperate for any sort of saving grace. That is very, very true. Because I did have to sit through that two-hour movie <laughs> that went nowhere. Anyways. Um, oh, that was the worst this, movie I've ever seen in my life. It was such a bad movie. It was such a bad movie. It was, I really disliked having actually to put you through watching it, you know? Because I kind of knew how bad it was. <laughs> and I felt kind of bad because I was, I was watching it and I was like, this is a fucking waste of time. <laughs> it gave me literally nothing. Yeah, no joy, no, you know, hilarity or hijinks. It was like rough to go through. Right. Jerrica spent most of the time crying. I swear to God. She really did. And being, uh, yeah, not very fun about anything. Well, and I it mean, was that's just pretty typical. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is pretty typical. Uh, but there, was no, there were no misfits. There was no Eric. Like, those are pretty important parts to Jen. I'm just saying. Yeah, they're essential. Exactly. Otherwise, you just have the holograms. Like, what, what is, what's even going on? They barely uh, had holograms. They barely had all. And also, where were the holograms? <laughs> where the fuck was Synergy? Like, actually. Exactly. That was probably the like their most egregious mistake. Because don't you... Like, not, like, not the Synergy erasure. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Synergy's the best. Um, yeah. Jazzercise Ghost. Like, literally, how could you not think that should go in the movie? It's a Jazzercise Ghost computer. To <laughs> mom. be specific. Computer mom, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jazzercise computer mom ghost. <laughs> I think that's how you would say that. Yeah. Well, anyway, Eric presents the misfits with some good news. And someone at this point says something really sassy, like, what, are we going to perform for sick children at a benefit concert next or something? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, they also have a line, because, uh, like, they, like, I guess Eric in this moment is making them believe they're going after um, Jem's earrings. And, or, like, Pizzazz mentions, someone mentions the earrings. And I think Roxy says, like, yeah, I think they're making those, like, in China now. Uh, <laughs> and I love that deep cut. You know what I mean? Right? I love that, too. Um, so after the show, Jem uh, transforms back into Jerrica, and she's wearing a shitty hat. Like, you right, know, right. she does. I, th- I think this also, this actress, like, did a good Jerrica and a good Jem. Like, her jawline was very sharp, and I think that really fit the character. Yes. Um... Yeah, she did a good job of being a busybody, like, with Kimber, I think, in the next couple scenes. Yeah, in, in this scene, essentially. Kimber is crying in the um, bathroom over something. I honestly forget what it was. It's because, yeah, in the reporter exchange, they established that this is, like, right around the time when Emmett Benton died. Right. Uh, 
or maybe the mom died or like the parents died or whatever. And Kimber's really sad about it, but Jem is being, you know, usual Jem and very cold and closed off and focusing on, uh, like, the task at hand kind of thing. Uh, yes. And Kimber's crying in the bathroom. Yeah, and I love how Jerrica, in true, like, meddling fashion, like, slips under the the door of the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the little pop under is pretty good. It was It was a good, like, comedy beat. Yeah, so like you said, Kimber is, like, talking about her dad and being really sad and shit. Um, And Jerrica, she says at this point that Jerrica is, like, pretty much like a robot. Yeah, which she does say, uh, spoiler alert, Kimber's gonna end up being a robot, which is quite the turn. But I thought it was an interesting kind of point to make of Jerrica kind of is like a robot, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, And... Yeah, this whole scene was like a whole mess of, uh, you know, gem drama from the episodes past. Um, Because Shayna at this point is like talking about her difficulties with Jerrica in the past related to her fashion and how Jerrica pretty much like forced this dream of having a rock band on Shayna, even though that wasn't necessarily her dream. Um, right, right, right. Well, yeah. they, it was, like, a pretty hard cut to, like, the Shayna fashion designer. and Because it, it was an animated segment as well. It uh, it was a pretty sudden jump as yes. they were, like, kind of chatting with Kimber kind of thing. I also I also want to point out we do see Miss Bailey, which I thought was very fun. <laughs> yeah, we Ms. love that bitch, I guess. Exactly. That Peggy Hill lady. Uh, Is that Peggy was, Hill? or that Miss Bailey is Peggy Hill, no? Oh, right. They have another one who's, like, more of an Olga type. If her name is actually Olga, I don't know. She's, like, blonde right. and has a yeah, braid yeah, wrapped yeah. around. Exactly, exactly, exactly. No, that's not Miss Bailey. That's Olga. Right. Right. Um, uh, but I did enjoy the um, the Shayna animation segment. There was, like, a cool, like, Sailor Moon moment. It uh, gave a little bit of um, substance to Shayna we don't often see. Yes. Um, she definitely had more than one line. Um, which Shayna rarely ever has. Exactly. Like, went into her thought process and emotional state, again, which they never have. Although they don't really do a very good job of that for anyone in the cartoon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In the cartoon, it's always, yeah, it's always kind of a mess. (laughs) Yeah, And very blunt. People are very two-dimensional. Maybe even one-dimensional. Yeah, they just react to situations and, like, the way that they do and sometimes it's like fucked up and sometimes yeah it just goes unexplained like okay. exactly yeah <laughs> sure all right uh that yeah that is true that is true anyways so as Shayna's kind of having this moment uh we get to see some orphans we get to see bonnie and ashley and chrissy i think so i don't i, I can't remember chrissy being there but ashley and bonnie were pretty good I know, I know. I loved how Bonnie was still looking for her father, and Ashley was still manipulating her through that. It was good. Yeah. Um, so, we have a song called Sisters Are There. Into this is really funny. 
because Ashley and Bonnie are, you know, people, they're mad at Ashley for being a bitch to Bonnie, basically, and making fun of her desperate need for a father. And the holograms are like to Ashley, like, you know, sisters don't do this. Sisters are. And then they like look off into the distance sisters are there you know yeah 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 it was good it was good i actually that was a part that i really enjoyed in the gem reacts uh video they originally made because in that gem cuts like does the same thing kind of like cuts away to a song and then you see like back what like her doing the interview and she's just kind of like staring off into the distance that she kind of like hums to herself and uh, that was good um so yeah we have like a whole mess of things that happen. Um, Rio is here, who like he's confused because he can't find Jem or Jerica, and he's like, "I wish you were like around each other when I needed one of you." Right, She's like, right, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I also really appreciated how um, they stuck to Rio being gay because I'm pretty sure that actor's got to be gay. Come on. I mean, did he like? Was Rio actually gay in the movie? Did I just miss something? Or, like, he just looked super gay? I'm just saying in this he looked super gay and kind of acted a little super gay, I thought. And I thought that was, like, a conscious casting choice. I think to make it better, they should have made, like, Eric and Rio hook up. Exactly. Or That's Rio what I and this Tech Rat or something. Or- they, did, they did heavily imply that Tech Rat and Eric were hooking up, which I really appreciated. Yeah, it's necessary to point that out. It's it's very necessary, because it's obvious. (laughs) They needed another goon, though. They did. Zip, seeing Zips would have been good. Yeah, they needed Zipper. That's, like, my one note. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, Anyways, uh, Rio doesn't... I I did not like the Rio guy. I thought it was very cute. I was like, oh, okay. Um, But I also assumed he was gay. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, then we go to the dressing room. And there's a lot of, like, Kimber and Jarek attention. Kimber, as she often is, very much being in the right that it's, like, okay to be sad about things, especially when your parents have died and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's the anniversary of their death. Yeah, and Jem kind of goes on about how, that, like, that doesn't really compare or matter when you look at, like, the grand scheme of things. Uh, and I wonder, like, are they really trying to, like, set up that Jem or Jerrica is a robot in this part? And that's, like, why Kimber ends up being the robot? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's just a reflection of what Jerrica would actually say to her, which is, like, your emotions are meaningless to me. (laughs) And emotions (laughs) are a waste of time. So when I, like, feel emotions, I just associate and, like, disperse them between my many alter egos. Right. Right. (laughs) Of course. Of course. She's a busy 80s businesswoman. She does not have time for any of this. Right. Um, yeah, so Jem, Jem, Jerrica, Jermica essentially Jerica. calls her like, yeah. childish <laughs> for wanting to mourn, which is like pretty fucked up. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, the misfits are there like spying on them from a bunch of from behind a bunch of plants. The limp lizards are there looking hella strung out. I appreciated um, that as well. Yeah, they needed to be there. Yeah. And um, not doing anything. <laughs> Right, they just did a bunch of meth. Like Exactly. <laughs> um, well, actually, I feel like if you did a bunch of meth, you'd be super, like, you'd be, like, bouncing off the walls. Right, no, yeah, they're coming down from doing a bunch of meth. <laughs> That's what got them through the show. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. And the hot doesn't last that long for them anymore, you know? Right. <laughs> and then Kimber gets kidnapped by Eric and Kevin. And um, we cut to commercial, which, again, appropriate. Um, totes of probes. Totes of probes. And then we get to, like, some lair or whatever with a bunch of KGB agent-looking type, like, type-looking people, like, people in black suits. Yeah, this is where it starts going, like, hardcore G.I. Joe. Uh, so, yeah, because, as we alluded to, the character of the Baroness appears shortly hereafter, and Baroness is a character from G.I. Joe, uh, and... They kind of went with, I guess, like a shared Mattel universe with this. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I I think Riot was supposed to be uh, in G.I. Joe, and that's kind of like how that ends up working out. Like the actual character was meant to be in G.I. Joe originally? No, 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 no. I I just think in like this Gemisphere, Riot, after, I don't know, doing music, entered into the G.I. Joe Special Forces and became a Joe. Ah, okay. I see. Yeah. Do you know in, in G.I. Joe they say Yo Joe? Like that's like their battle cry? <laughs> wow. My I just think battle it's a funny cry is Hey Ho. Hey Ho! Um, so they, they say it like that. They're like, Yo Joe! And it tickles me every time because I'm just like, What is happening? Why <laughs> that's are you so saying this? weird? <laughs> it's super weird. That's so unnecessary. Soup's unnecessary. Soups and us. Maybe it's Gojo and I'm just hearing it wrong. Gojo seems a little... I, I, I need to Google it. Sorry, Gojo, go with the flow, yo. Don't be a hoe, though. Don't be a hoe, though, Joe. Is that what uh, they say? <laughs> uh, no, it is Yojo. Um, what is G.I.'s Joe catchphrase? Oh, well, one of them is now you know and knowing is half the battle, which I do say a lot. That's such a long catchphrase. Uh, that was like a... <laughs> That is a long catchers, but I love it whenever, like, you explain something, like, kind of simple to someone. It can be very condescending or it can be kind of, like, fun and lighthearted, depending on the situation. Uh, like, you can just be like, and now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I hate that. That's not a good catchphrase in the slightest. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, one of the searches is Yojo or Gojo. And I think it is Yojo. Um... Regardless. I mean, you can say Yojo to me. Apparently, there is some contention. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. (laughs) Michael. I I just need to confirm this for myself. It is Yojo, I'm pretty sure. I think the internet has told me that it is Yojo. Anyways, go ahead. Continue. Um, so, moving on, <laughs> good to know that we got that debate out of the way. It's important to clarify, our listeners um, demand accuracy. Yeah, I mean, I found it funny that Riot, like, actually rejoined the army in this, and then he gave Jem a shout-out of, like, thanks to you, like, my father and I have reconciled. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, so Kimber is, uh, kidnapped, and at first, you think it's going to be, you know, synergy thereafter, but it turns out, um, you know, the Baroness enters, who is wearing, like, a full-body, like, kind of leather cat suit situation. Love Yes, it. hot. Hot AF. Uh, I also really appreciated her frequent use of the term child. Like, she always, like, was like to Kimber, like, oh, child. 
Da-na-na-na, child. Uh, <laughs> I, I know lo- that's who you want to be. Exactly. I just love it when villains call people child. It just it's it's like condescending, but also uh, affectionate. Yes. I mean, it's like affectionate in the sense that I'm gonna coax you over here and make you feel comfortable, and then I'm gonna devour you from like the head. Exactly, which is ex- which is pretty much the energy I always want to be giving off. <laughs> Come Seductive here, my but child. lethal. <laughs> Motherly, but make it psychotic. Baroness has some treats for you. <laughs> yeah, you know sometimes you gotta eat a child. Uh, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, how else are we going to stay young forever? Exactly, exactly. Also, overpopulation is a very real problem. I don't think it's addressed enough. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to go eat the children of the global south, which probably doesn't look that good, since I don't think a lot of children are being born in Western countries. Listen, when it comes to eating children, I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> The optics are just bad. That's all I'm saying. It's true. It's true. It's true. We should really... I do try to go with locally sourced orphans and or children. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to eat some blue bloods. Like, yeah. maybe, like, Prince William's <laughs> children or something. No, they're all, like, fucked up with the incest over the generations. I wouldn't yeah, go there. Yeah, we might get, like, mad cow disease or Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or, like, hoof, hoof and mouth or whatever you call that one. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we're not gonna eat and or murder any children. Uh, I swear. Yeah, we're not gonna do... I'm sorry, I would never eat the royal family. Not because of any moral reasons, but because I think they would taste fleshy and weird. Exactly. And also, as mentioned, may give us some sort of mad cow-related disease. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, back to the, um... The gem at hand. We do get a scene of um, Tech Rat, who is reading a gem comic book, which I appreciated. And they are very explicit about how he and Eric had butt sex. Also love it. Right. Um, Speaking of comic books, I really enjoyed in that um, watching the whole, like the original video of them reviewing the trailer of the Hollywood movie, when... Uh, one of the one of the misfits gave Roxy something to read, <laughs> like oh, a comic really? book, and then Roxy gave a look. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Roxy, but they're like pictures." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Like, I'm just so happy because those are the details that matter. Like, exactly. this bitch is illiterate, and she's from like Pittsburgh. <laughs> she's not from a village in I don't know. Namibia. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. The fact that she's from Pittsburgh is really funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I totally missed that. The comic books, though, the gem comic books were actually pretty good. Never read them. Never. I will. was gonna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just straight up won't. Yeah, just straight up won't. I was gonna say like we, if we really wanted to, we could talk about the comic books, but apparently that idea is dead in the water. I mean, we've already said multiple times that like this is our last gem episode, and <laughs> we can just keep going. Listen, you can. It's a it's a long goodbye. <laughs> the goodbye is just a hello. Exactly <laughs> to the goodbye. Right. 
and uh, around we go. <laughs> exactly. And it never ends. This is our lives now. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, hopefully not, because then we'll truly descend into madness. Uh, <laughs> we we get start to- making our own movies and then reviewing them. <laughs> Exclusively gem related. It does this this just becomes a gem fanfic radio drama. <laughs> and then us reviewing our own radio dramas. Let's <laughs> A gem radio drama is not bad. It really is. It actually it probably could be really funny, but you would need multiple people and like uh yeah, you have to really think about it. Yeah, and we're not here to think. <laughs> Certainly not, ma'am. Are you kidding me? If anyone's gotten the impression that we're thinking about anything we say, uh, they should, they are sorely mistaken. Yeah, I do the opposite. I try to think not at all. As exactly. little as humanly possible. I try exactly. to undo the thoughts that I have that are telling me, do not say this. This is a bad idea. And I'm like, no, get out of yeah. here and just say it. Exactly. It's like a, almost, it's truly a willful ignorance. You know what I mean? <laughs> A lot of will behind me ignoring all of my better judgment and saying literally anything. It's true. It's it's very true. Yeah. So amidst this whole Baroness uh, rigmarole mumbo jumbo, so I, I do want to point out two. I want to point out two things about the Baroness rigmarole mumbo jumbo daddy. Uh, <laughs> daddy. The, I thought you edited it with Daddy. I did not honestly hear what you said. Hootenanny. Oh, Hootenanny. Sorry. Um, she uh, mentions, you know, she. this is when she reveals to Kimber that, like, she's, like, a robot or something. And she's like, I, you know, I don't want, she has the, this is, like, uh, what she says specifically. It's a quote. I don't want the purple-haired rough draft. And when I first heard that, because I've watched this fan film, like, fucking four times now, uh, I thought she was alluding to Rio. And I was like, oh, is Rio a robot? Is that how I'm supposed to read this? But then I realized she's talking about synergy. Sin. Yeah, she's keeping it sense. Sinful. Keeping it sinful. And yeah. yeah, basically Kimber is like trying to insist to Jem, like, you're not my sister. But Jem is like, shut the fuck up. You're like blowing our cover. <laughs> Well, that happens after, like, we do have an extended, like, rescue scene, and, uh... Oh, true, yeah. I like how the misfits see Baroness and are kind of like, I love, like, your whole deal. I thought that was a good moment, because they're both villains, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe comes... Then G.I. Joe comes to the rescue. Riot has a line where he says, I'm all real, baby, and I thought that was a lot, uh... And and then we get the actual confirmed flashback where Kimber realizes she was a robot the entire time, and Emmett made Kimber f- kind of for Jerrica, and also Aja knew the whole time. Yes, um, and the like OG Kimber doll was like really creepy. Oh, super creepy! Looked like a Chucky doll. Exactly, exactly. Which is never a good look. No, it's it's not a good look. I mean, huh? Sometimes you know. No. Do you want to fuck a Chuck? Fuck, get I, fucky with Chucky? Get no, sucky I, with Chucky? I don't want to get sucky and or fucky with Chucky. Uh, <laughs> or with the Zucky, which is what we refer to as my <laughs> obviously. Zucky and, and Zucky and Chucky are the same. 
Oh, that is true. You're right. They are <laughs> kind of the same. Is Zucky not just another Chucky? Right. The wise man once said? I mean, so Zuckerberg doesn't give, like, that kind of an- uncanny valley. He more so gives, like, the the robot android type of an uncanny valley, not the doll type. Uncanny valley? It's like this, like, intersection between, like, fake and real, but, like, really creepy. Oh, okay. Interesting. I never heard that before. Yeah. And you have, like, it's like the negative emotional response towards robots that seem almost human. I can also Google it. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, I just Googled it now to give yeah, a better explanation. I know. I know. Uh, I was reading it as you said it. Um, what yeah. was your point? Mark Zuckerberg? So my, is I'm saying girl? he's like less of a Chucky and more of like an iRobot type situation. Oh, okay. Fair, 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 fair. But I, I will say he kind of looks like a Chucky doll. Yeah. <laughs> He creeps me out in the same way. Exactly, exactly. I actually find Chucky, Chucky to me growing up was actually truly terrifying. I don't even think I've seen, I I didn't see a Chucky movie, I don't think until I was like maybe 13 or 14, but like just as a kid from like the box art and knowing the kind of concept, I found it very scary. Very scary. Yeah, he's a scary bish. It's true. Actually, I did watch the uh, recent Chucky TV series. I watched maybe three quarters of it. And yeah. um, I didn't watch the end because I had to cancel the, like, subscription on Amazon <laughs> Prime add-on that I wasn't going to do. Anyways, <laughs> I did think it was good, and it was also very queer. Uh, and the oh. guy who – the executive producer and the guy who, like, made it uh, is gay. And he – I read some interviews, and he did say it was very important for him to kind of make Chucky queer. And I didn't necessarily know this, but there is kind of, like, some – there is some queer history in Chucky's past – Apparently, and I haven't seen these movies, but Chucky has a child who's non-binary, and Chucky's very chill with it. Wow, there's a child who is non-binary in the original canon of Chucky? I thought that was, like, a relatively new concept. It is, but by relatively new, like, 2007, you know what I mean? Because it's been a while since there's been a Chucky, like, a new Chucky movie that wasn't a reboot. Hmm. Okay, well that's 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 interesting. Go Chucky and your progressive ways. Yeah, yeah, and he you know, he he murders people in a fun way. He murders people, but he's like he has a non-binary kid, so he's really the hero of the story. In many ways, he really is. He, I think of Chucky now as the father I never had. <laughs> I wish my father would love me as much as Chucky loves his child. <laughs> uh, yeah. Life goals, you know what I mean? I really wish I had the love of a possessed (laughs) doll serial killer. With red hair. Maybe Bonnie went through a phase of thinking that that was her father. Knowing Bonnie, probably. She saw (laughs) a commercial for the movie or maybe the actual movie. Chuck, she's like, oh yeah, he's got red hair. Probably could fit. (laughs) It's my daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... Basically, Kimber tries to tell Jem that, like, listen, you're not my real sister. Right, right, right. And there's a whole bit with Stormer. But before Stormer leaves, Kimber and Stormer share a kiss. Which is nice. 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 Uh, we also see Synergy. Synergy comes through. Uh, yes. Looking very jazzercise I actually thought they did a pretty good job with, uh, with uh, Synergy. 
And yeah, she pops in to give a bunch of exposition about Kimber being a robot. Uh, the mom was like sick and didn't die in a plane crash in this universe. No. Because she died in a plane crash in the original, though. Yeah, but I guess my my question is like, what is the motivation for? Uh, I guess it does change the story a little bit. Because if they knew she was going to die and Jerrica would be alone, then like the reason for creating Kimber makes more sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As opposed to her just dying in a car in a plane crash. Although it doesn't really explain what happened to Emmett Benton. Right. Um, anyway. Basically, yeah, Aja heard everything, helped build this doll after it broke. So she's been aware of this for a long time, but hid that secret for them, from them, which I Which was a weird of... choice. I don't know why they went there. It wasn't really necessary. No, it added nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it didn't really, ends. like, provide a good explanation for it either. Exactly. There was no real reason for it, I thought. Um, and then we, yeah, we essentially get the end. We get a nice Stormer pizzazz moment. Emmett Benton may or may not be alive. Um, apparently... This was supposed to be one of two parts. On the Kickstarter page, they say how their hopes were really high in terms of fundraising, which I think they did meet their goal. I think they had a goal of 12000 and they made a little bit above 13000 But I don't think it was enough to make two parts. Fair enough. I mean, I think this was enough. Like, how much gem do you really need? Especially since I've spent the past two years talking about everything. Not everything gem, but a lot of things gem. A lot of... It's been a gem-heavy couple years. Yeah. I mean, one thing that we never really talked about were the dolls. Um, And I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) I I have nothing to say. They're dolls. (laughs) They're Uh, fucking dolls. I don't care. Apparently, one of the reasons why gem was canceled is because the show wasn't selling dolls. Did I, I, I must have brought this up about the um, yeah. Miss Fame and her explanation of how Jem didn't, wasn't selling dolls because Barbie came out with a rock and roll Barbie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the dolls probably would have been cool with their fashions, you know, but uh, I don't know. The show is good enough to talk about. I'm like not that much of a child where I need to, you know, talk about dolls wow you're really dragging the fucking gem doll fans uh but i mostly agree because i have nothing i truly have nothing to say about the dolls um i don't own one i don't necessarily care for memorabilia in that sense no me neither um but yeah so kind of some closing thoughts on gem what were the highlights for you Orifice. The highlights of Gem and the holograms. I mean, the batshit insanity of it all is truly outrageous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it does it in a way that's just, I guess, a little bit different from the way other cartoons of the era kind of are. Because G.I. Joe, Transformers, all these other types of shows that are, I guess, more geared towards boys... Or ridiculous because, you know, a planet of robots that transform into cars and or weapons and stuff. Kind of a ridiculous concept. But Gem is also a ridiculous concept. Just doing it, I don't know, a little, I guess a little bit more quote-unquote grounded in reality. That Mm. it seems even more insane. (laughs) 
Yeah, it seems like she they tried to take all the absurdity from those other cartoons and put it into something that like was so mundane but like didn't make any sense at all. Like having two evil rock band or like having an evil rock band who tries to kill the benevolent rock band on multiple occasions led by some like coke fueled like 80s businessman the 80s businessman i think was original and like i actually don't know this for sure but it made me think and i think there was a josie and the pussycats reference in the um uh gem reacts video which might have just been a nod to the fact that the josie and the pussycats movie was actually good uh, but I wonder if in, the, if in the original Josie and the Pussycats cartoon, there wasn't a similar concept in terms of a character group that their adversaries were an, a rival rock band. Maybe they just solved mysteries. I don't know. Yeah, I've never actually seen Josie and the Pussycats at all. I, th- I think uh. I have, but like not enough to remember what happened in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that I really missed from both of these movies were the unnecessary car chases. And if they were, if if a car wasn't available, then a boat. And if a boat wasn't available, like a horse and buggy. Yeah, or or... some sort of flying device. (laughs) A train. A train We did get that one time. Did we? What happened? I don't know if it wasn't necessarily a train chase, but there was a bunch of hijinks on the train. And I think, like, some cars were unlocked <laughs> and people had to jump over things. It was right. a lot. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Um, okay, so who do we think is the baddest bitch of the series? Baddest bitch of the series. Uh, wow, that's a big question. That is a big question. Hmm. It's really hard to say. It's hard to say. Sandy Fries. Sandy if Fries a, if is I up may. There. I mean, I always love some sand in my fries. <laughs> I can't say otherwise. Christy Marks. Christy Marks could get it. You know, she really did the thing. She made a cartoon. Um, Roger Slifer, if he was alive. Oh, wifers for Slifers. I am a wifer for Slifer, but the, the life has passed away, has passed on. But we're still alive. I'm still a slifer for lifer. That is true. That is true. That is true. I just wonder if in the original marriage contracts, are his former wifers, <laughs> are his widow wifers allowed to kind of like do whatever they want now because one part of the, the slife duo is beyond the mortal coil? No, I think they're contractually obliged to be wifers for lifer. Okay. So it counts their For life their too. lifer. Their lifer. Okay. Not <laughs> just slifers. They're lifers. <laughs> um, but as far as the characters go, I mean, honestly, the first episode of the series with that bitch with the nails, who's painting her nails, and, like, oh, gave no fucks. Yeah, yeah, hot bitch secretary. Yeah. She was hot. Um, she was hot. She was hot. A part of me, like, almost wants to give it, like, to Stormer or something, because she remains a generally okay human being throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Also, I'm Stormer's like, my favorite character. Yeah, I mean, she's okay. I, I like <laughs> I like Stormer. I do. I just love the people who are, like, the background characters who do not give a crap about Jem and her business. That is true. I do love that as well. I do. I think we can make that a collective award of every background <laughs> or minor character <laughs> who was just going about their business and Jen came in like a fucking wrecking ball, and they had to deal with whatever nonsense was happening around her. 
like that Italian guy. Remember when Jem was like, can you take us on a gondola? Yeah, he's, he's like, like you going to pay no me a bunch money. of money? And he's like, oh, but too bad. <laughs> that was hot. That was, that hot. was hot. The gondola man, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, um. Okay, so who do we think is the biggest bitch, the weakest bitch? The weakest bitch. I think we have to get to the, you know, the weakest bitch in charge, who is Jerrica Benton slash Jem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she has a firm grasp on who she is. And reality, what she's, exactly. Reality and what she's doing. I don't think she understands. Like, I don't think she thinks about it, really. She just kind yeah. of reacts in, like, <laughs> whatever you know, Jem way. is one pop star that needs a conservatorship, I think. Oh, hell yeah. She should not be ca- taking care of one or several many orphans. Right. Especially when she just, like, hands them off to random guys with red hair. Exactly. Who take them to abandoned <laughs> zoos. <laughs> Which I did bring this up in the original episode of A Father Should Be. But as one does, listen back to it because I love the sound of my own voice. And <laughs> pointed out that an abandoned zoo is one of the scariest places you could be. And I stand so firmly behind that statement. I thought about it afterwards and I kind of, like pondered upon being trapped in an abandoned zoo and I'm like that is terrifying yeah especially because there's so many like available prison cells yeah yeah and like like, dark evil animals and murderers who could be like living in cages and keep you in a cage yep clowns I I think clowns would be at an abandoned zoo (laughs) I think all sorts of unsavory creatures would be at an abandoned zoo yeah exactly it's it's a breeding ground for bad people abandoned zoos. right that's the closing remarks of this podcast i mean i also yeah and it's a hell mouth it is a hell mouth every abandoned zoo is also a hell, hell mouth true <laughs> um yeah so i guess that's the end of our podcast which is yeah really yeah to say. do you have anything else you want to say about gem and the holograms I feel like I've said enough. I feel like we both have said enough. We've said way too much about this show We've, in the past two years. Exactly. We've said a recorded, um, like, so many hours of this. Yeah. Um, We've released how many episodes? Like, what? At least 50. Almost 70. I bet, like, specifically on Gem, I think, like, maybe closer to, like, like 55, 60. Yeah, something like that. So that's, like, 50 like at hours? least 60 hours. You think 60 hours? Yeah, at least. Oh, wow. So, like, two days of gem, at least. Yeah. Almost three days of gem. Almost three days of gem. Wow. So, all of the meth heads listening, and I'm sure there are at least a few, <laughs> you could go on a three-day bender. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I'm going to do after the sh- we finish recording. I'm just going to start listening from the very beginning. Exactly. Just go on that journey, and by journey, I mean substance abuse. Uh <laughs> Not actually, uh, though. I hope people all enjoy the podcast in a healthy amount, which even if you just <laughs> wanted to do, like, 24 straight episodes of our podcast, that would make you go crazy. Just, like, watching <laughs> 24 episodes of Gem straight would also make you go crazy. Right. I feel like I can barely watch two episodes in a row of Gem. Um, three is truly my max. <laughs> I, I can do an hour of it, and then I'm like... Mm, gotta take a break. 
it's really an assault on the senses. Um, but yeah, to those of you who are listening, but probably aren't listening, thank you for sticking with us for so long. If you just pop in and out, then um, sure, whatever. I don't know who you yeah, are. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know what's happening. You're not talking to me. Yeah, you're not talking to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check us out on social media at Instagram, on Instagram and on Twitter at Gemgirls Podcast, and check out our blog gemgirls.com. And for also all be of our sure juicy, juicy content. Right, right for the juicy, juicy content, the JJC, uh, and also. <laughs> Please rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts. And as we often say, as is the pod Paul, by which I mean podcast policy. Of course. We uh, really want slash demand slash deserve a <laughs> five star and positive review. Yes. And if you don't, then we'll. Then you're not talking your to us. <laughs> yeah, you're not talking to us. Yeah, are you? <laughs> anyway, with all that said and done. Until next time, stay Stay outrageous. outrageous.